your dog talk to you? Do you know what he or she is saying? Welcome to My Doggy Says. Here now to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog, the host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Hi, this is Fred Haney, host of the My Doggy Says show, where you learn all about dog training, dog bonding, and how to build a stronger relationship with your dog. You'll hear interviews here with experts from all corners of the dog world, and the whole idea is to help you improve your dog communication and dog training skills and help you build more nurturing relationships with your pets in order to be dog's best friend. And as usual, I'm here with one of my best friends, Callie, Golden Retriever. Uh, Callie's about four and a half years old, and we did have our daily ritual soccer match this afternoon, Callie. Uh, comes to me every day and invites me to go out and play soccer. Uh, but uh, as, as the sun sets a little earlier every night, we're having to work pretty hard to get out there before it gets dark. Uh, we'll have to completely change the routine in a couple weeks when uh, it'll be dark at, at uh, about 6 o'clock. Uh, actually, it'll be dark around 4.30 or 5, I guess, here in uh, Southern California. So uh, uh, Callie and I are doing great. Uh, I had uh, an issue with my back, that's kind of worked out, and we're back to doing nosers, and Callie bonks the ball across the backyard uh, with her nose. It's a rubber, underinflated soccer ball. We really are having fun with that. Um, we have a different kind of show for you tonight. Uh, we're usually pretty lighthearted here on the My Doggy Says show and dealing with kind of the, the fun and relationships and training, uh, but we're going to learn lessons tonight from a pretty horrible tragedy uh, and uh, we're going to walk through it with uh, a dog trainer's dog training expert, uh, Michelle Douglas. Michelle's been with us before. Uh, she's uh, very involved. Uh, was a vice president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers uh, and a whole president. lot of other credentials. Pre- president. Uh, are you still president. doing that? or, or uh, um, No, I've, I've, um, I'm no longer the president. But the presidential term is for a year. I was president yeah. in 2010. Okay. And, I was going um, by an an old resume, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't so, send you a new one. <laughs> so Michelle, and Michelle's been on the show a number of times, so you you uh, you, you know her. Uh, but uh, we'll uh, be, be warned that it's a pretty serious subject tonight, different from uh, what we usually do, but uh, something that we really do need to talk about. Uh, life with dogs isn't always just uh, playing ball. Um, if you'd like to talk to Michelle if you have a question about the subject as we get into it. Uh, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. And uh, during the week, the uh, best way to track along with us is to follow us on MyDoggySays.com uh, or on Twitter. We're at MyDoggySays uh, or on the MyDoggySays uh, Facebook page. Uh, we're, uh, we recently rebuilt the website, so there's a whole lot of uh, content that can be uh, accessed there, videos, podcasts, uh, pictures, articles, uh, with just a couple mouse clicks. Um, so l- let me introduce you to uh, Michelle. I, she's been on the show several times, and I know uh, you, you know her, but it's important to understand that uh, she... Uh, has done a lot of dog training, and uh, she has her own firm and uh, just a lot of great background. So she's a 
a really good person to help us make some sense of a horrible tragedy uh, that happened a while back uh, in her hometown. Uh, so Michelle formed uh, the Refined Canine. Uh, it's a, a dog training organization. Uh, she helped started training dogs and people in 1997. Uh, the Refined Canine, LLC, utilizes positive training methods, which are family and dog friendly, uh, fun, uh, and proven to work. Uh, Michelle offers group classes, private lessons, and behavior consultations. She's a presenter for the Dogs and Storks program, uh, an AKC-approved. Uh, you'll have to tell us what a CGC evaluator and mentor <laughs> trainer uh, is for Animal Behavior College. Uh, she's published articles on various aspects of owning and training dogs and is a featured author in the book, The Dog Trainer's Resource. Uh, the Association for Pet Dog Trainers Chronicle of the Dog Collection. Uh, Michelle has been featured in major local media and is a regular guest on the top-rated local morning show, Chaz and AJ in the Morning, uh, on 99.1 FM WPLR in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, I won't do all your credentials about the, the uh, Association for Pet Dog Trainers. Michelle, maybe you can walk us through some of that. Uh, but, uh, Michelle Douglas, welcome back to the My Doggy Says Show. Thanks, Fred. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. I know that this is a subject matter that it's important for, for people to, to, to learn from this, but it's uh, sometimes difficult to talk about. So thanks a lot. It, it is, and we'll, uh, we'll introduce uh, our, our subject for the evening in just a second. It's the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build stronger and more nurturing bonds with your dog. Tonight you're learning uh, about uh, some lessons that can be learned from a very horrible tragedy uh, that happened in Michelle's hometown, New Haven, Connecticut, uh, and uh, she's going to help us. Uh, try and make some sense out of it and see if we can uh, learn some lessons uh, about uh, dogs and how to deal with our dogs uh, from this uh, terrible thing that happened. Uh, if you feel like you'd like to join the program, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, Michelle, why don't you take a, a minute and tell us a little more about the Association of Pet Dog Trainers and some of the different roles that you've played there. You've been uh, really yeah. incredibly active with that uh, uh, organization. Uh, sure. And also well, I... men mention the website, too, because there's a lot of great content uh, on the uh, APDT website. Yes, the, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers is the largest professional organization membership association, actually, for dog trainers in the world. Um, just shy of 6,000 members are right around there. They may have actually gone over that in the last couple of months. Last time I checked, they were 5,900 and something. So um, uh, it is focused on education, educating dog trainers and up-and-coming dog trainers, as well as the public about issues surrounding dog behavior and training and good manners and socialization and all that good stuff. Um, with the APDT, I joined in 1998, shortly after I became a dog trainer, and um, really it, it opened the, the, the whole world for me as far as 
um, relationship-based training, uh, focusing on an, uh, the, the family and um, the relationship that each person in the family has with the dog, and, and I know that that really is um, what you're all about. So <laughs> yep. the APDT, it, it really opened my eyes to it wasn't all just about obedience and making the dog do something. It was about building a relationship and making the, the dog a member of the family. Um, and that's APDT.com. That stands for Association of Pet Dog Trainers, APDT.com. And there are loads of resources for dog owners and new trainers and anyone involved in the dog world. Um, anyone can, who has an interest in dog training could become a member and, and start learning <laughs> right away. They have an a, incredibly wonderful award-winning magazine that's published every other month, um, great website. An educational conference is second to none every year. Um, it's in a different location around the United States, and um, great bunch of people. <laughs> that's great, and you've played a, a very important role there. Uh, that, that's great. Thank you for doing that. Um, sure. So uh, our dogs are just, like you said, they're a part of our family. Uh, they give us a lot of joy. Uh, we build our lives around them. They're like our best friends, um, r- really uh, special to us, and yet, once in a while, things just go horribly wrong, uh, don't they? Yeah. And that's that's what happened uh, on uh, September 30th uh, this year, 2011, uh, in your hometown. Uh, walk us through that a little bit. Tell us, uh, sort of introduce the subject here, and tell us what happened. Sure. Um, well, this is mainly. I have not actually spoken with the family. This is mainly from news reports, but the the story. As it stands, um, has it has been reported on local news, uh, television stations, and in the local newspapers. Twenty-month-old um, Navia Bryant was visiting her aunt, or her aunt uh, Erica Habdi was babysitting her. Um, she had lunch, took a bath, and laid down and, and went to sleep um, on a mattress in in the children's bedroom in her aunt's apartment. This is a third-floor apartment right across the street, actually, from where my grandmother lived when I was growing up. So, um, I mean, really right in basically my backyard. Familiar territory. Um, right. Um, and uh, and her aunt has, a, as we understand it, an 11-year-old boy as well. The 11-year-old needed something. Um, Navia was asleep, and uh, Ms. Hobdy had also three uh, pit bulls that she had put in another room and had confined them there. They, they never had contact with the baby. And uh, she went to the store. She, she walked down to the corner store and um, left her 11-year-old on the porch. Um, there is no porch on the third floor, so I can only assume that she meant on the front porch of the house, which is in, on the first floor. And while she was out, um, the dogs mauled this 20-month-old baby to death. Um, it's just so sad, and we, and we yeah. do know that it happens, and uh, um, we're not going to jump on pit bulls here. We, we understand that issue nope. a little bit. Uh, Michelle's done a great job of uh, trying to be positive here and uh, construct some lessons out of this, um, but uh, once in a while, terrible accidents happen, and it's just, just so sad. And like I said uh, earlier, it's not the kind of thing we normally deal with uh, here on the program, but it is a part of life with dogs. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, we're uh, 
getting toward the end of the segment, uh, Michelle, but go ahead and take us to the next step a little bit. Uh, what, what, what happened next? Uh, and then uh, about a minute we'll wrap up and carry over to the next segment. Sure. Um, well, uh, again, the, the, the adult w- went to the store. The baby was asleep in one room. The, the pit bull somehow got out of the other room. Um, we don't know if the baby woke up and let them out or if um, they, they got out on their own, but um, the n- downstairs neighbor on the second-floor apartment heard screaming and went upstairs and found an unconscious toddler in a pool of blood and a couple of dogs standing by her. They don't know what dogs were responsible, but they do know that the dogs were there with her, and and she ended up not surviving. Um, and I can. We, we should. Let me come uh, back. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, carry over to the next segment. Um, so my doggy says show, and we're visiting tonight uh, with uh, the experts expert of dog training, uh, Michelle Douglas. Uh, has held a lot of very high positions, including president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. Uh, Michelle, take uh, just a quick second and tell people how they can find your website, Refined Canine, and also the uh, APDT. Sure, yep. The Association of Pet Dog Trainers is www.apdt.com, and my website is all one word, all spelled out, refinedcanine.com, R-E-F-I-N-E-D-C-A-N-I-N-E.com. And I'm also on Facebook. So there are uh, some lessons to be learned here. Michelle's uh, going to uh, walk us through that starting in the next segment. Be sure and join us. Welcome back to My Doggy Says... Here once again to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog. The host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you get better at dog training uh, and dog bonding. You improve your dog talk and dog bonding skills and learn how to build more nurturing relationships with your pets in order to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, Tonight, we're trying to make some sense and learn some lessons from uh, a horrible tragedy that occurred uh, in the hometown of our guest, Michelle Douglas. Uh, Michelle uh, has been the president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. She's been very active in that organization at a lot of different levels. And uh, I, I think you're still on the board of directors, Michelle? Um, I've actually moved on to the foundation of the same association. So oh, okay. I'm on a different board of directors. But so so you're, raising mo- you're raising money. Raising money, right. <laughs> <laughs> the foundation is actually set up to um, fund research in dog training um, and also education, educational grants. So Okay, great, great. Well, uh, Michelle is the perfect person to be uh, walking us uh, through this and helping us to make some sense out of it. Uh, If you'd like to join the program, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. And uh, be sure and track along with us during the week. Uh, You can find us uh, on Facebook. Best place to go is the My Doggy Says Facebook page. Uh, we're also on Twitter at my doggy says. 
Uh, and uh, follow the blog at www.mydoggysays.com. Uh, if you uh, go there uh, now, you'll see uh, Will My Dog Hate Me? Uh, that's a blog by Edie Jarlim, uh, who was a recent guest on the program. A uh, podcast about aromatherapy for dogs by uh, Vicki Thorne. Uh, a a f- very uh, fascinating uh, podcast interview uh, with Michael Hinkson, whose dog Roselle uh, won the American Hero Dog uh, Award this year. Uh, Roselle was a guide dog that helped uh, Michael, who is blind, uh, and some other people get out of the World Trade Center on uh, 9-11-2001, and so on down the list. Uh, All of these shows are uh, on the blog as podcasts, along with some other uh, articles and and posts. So this evening we're uh, visiting with uh, Michelle Douglas, and she's helping us try to make some sense out of this uh, horrible tragedy that occurred on September 30th in her hometown of uh, West Haven, Connecticut. Uh, when a uh, 20-month-old girl uh, was really mauled to death uh, by some combination of three dogs. Uh, Nobody knows exactly uh, which dog did what. Um, Michelle, uh, help us put this in perspective. It's such an emotional thing. It it just uh, brings out uh, such strong feelings uh, in all of us as we hear this story. Um, yes. There are some appropriate reactions and some inappropriate reactions. You know, you're, you're being uh, uh, scientific and objective about this. Uh, help us sort it out. How should we? How should we talk sure. about this? Well, let me tell you the important things um, to, to, to to read in the story. Um, I've I've read it. Obviously, uh, I don't know even how many times. Um, and to pick apart what's important and what's irrelevant, um, it, it, it takes a little bit of a <laughs> self-discipline, I think. But um, the important things to take out of this tragedy, um, the first thing that jumped out was that this, is, this was an unsupervised toddler. And that shouldn't happen. <laughs> um, judgment where, you know, judgment is not mine on, on um, this woman. She was in charge. She was the adult. And she left an 11-year-old listening from the porch, but there was no one in the house with this toddler and the dogs. Um, The next detail that was really important was that these were resident dogs. Um, According to the newspaper and television quotes from the dog's owner, they were not socialized with people and certainly not children. So these were not house dogs. They didn't have a history of aggression because she never let them be around people. But she lived in a very small third-floor apartment that's a converted attic in the houses on that street. There were three pit bulls and at least one other child living with her, and uh, she admittedly didn't allow them to interact with kids or people outside of her immediate family. So to me, that says these are dogs who don't get a lot of exercise, and they don't know how to act around people, and they almost certainly do not possess bite inhibition because if they've never been around um uh, lots of other dogs or people, then they, they never learn that lesson. Um, and then the, the, the final piece to the puzzle is that these are dogs and a child that were unfamiliar to each other. So if the dogs were confined in a separate room whenever there were guests, including every time this child was visiting, the child was also not permitted to interact with the dogs. 
So they didn't know how, how to deal with it when they encountered her, and she didn't know how to deal with it when she came face-to-face with them. If you just now, tuned in and you're listening to the My Doggy Says show, uh, I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build a stronger bond with your dog and be a better dog trainer. Uh, tonight we're trying to learn lessons from a very horrible tragedy that happened in uh, the hometown of our guest, Michelle Douglas. Uh, Michelle uh, has been the president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers, and she's sort of walking us through this uh, whole incident and helping us uh, figure out what we should uh, take away from it. If you'd like to join the program, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Michelle, let's uh, detour for just a second here. Uh, You made the point that these dogs were not socialized. I I know that's one of the things that uh, you really focus on, uh, probably Mm -hmm. especially in training puppies, I think. Talk a little about that. What does it mean for a dog to be socialized, and what's the uh, what's the point of it? Uh, and uh, maybe a, a short paragraph on uh, how do you go about uh, socializing dogs? Well, um, ideally, you want to start with puppies as young as possible, and you want to try and find a puppy class that is an off-leash or a primarily off-leash puppy class or at least has some off-leash time during class. Puppies under six months old or preferably even under five months old that play off-leash with each other teach each other bite inhibition the very best way. And they also learn impulse control in a class like that. Um, If you can picture puppies running around playing freely, (laughs) they're chewing on each other and grabbing each other all the time and... If they grab too hard, the other puppy lets them know, and they start to inhibit their bite, and by the time they're at the end of a puppy class, that bite inhibition is second nature, so they don't think about it. If they learn that lesson early in life, then whenever they use their mouth, they don't do damage. They don't bite down hard. Um, It's a a life skill, but they have to learn it really early. Yeah, and it's Um, uh, just a critical part of the, the training of a puppy. So in, in looking at this uh, tragedy, uh, you're saying, well, well look, we've got an unsupervised toddler. Uh, we've got uh, dogs that live in uh, and uh, they don't uh, re- really interact uh, with not just with the toddler but with other people at all particularly. Um, right. I, so uh, we're just about at the end of the segment here, but yep. help us understand Uh, The equation here, that all adds up to what? Right. Um, According to the National Canine Research Council, which is the organization who studies dog bites and dog bite fatalities, all the reports of dog bites that come in from around the country, they pick them apart. It takes them over a year to actually study all of the dog bite cases that happen within the year. And um, if you look at the dog bite fatalities, um, in 2009, for example, uh, 71 and 2010 just isn't com- the report's not completed yet. But 2009 and 2008, um, 70 to 71%, depending on which years, but 2009, 71% of fatal dog bites happened to children who were left unsupervised with unfamiliar resident dogs at a place where they were visiting. So an unsupervised toddler with unfamiliar dogs visiting someone's house, and those are resident dogs, 
the, the majority of dog bite fatalities to children, 71%, in fact, that's the recipe. Fall into that category. What's so important for people to uh, understand that, um, when we come back after the break, one thing we can talk about, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but one thing we can talk about is uh, how do you avoid that situation? I mean, it's kind of a perfect storm. How do you, how do you keep that from happening? The My Doggy Says Show, and tonight, uh, dog training expert Michelle Douglas is helping us uh, try to make some sense out of a horrible tragedy. Join us after the break. Your dog's actions may speak louder than words. Welcome back to My Doggy Says, here again to help you become a better listener with your best friend, the author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says Show, where you learn what makes dogs tick, how to improve your dog training and dog bonding skills, and how to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, Tonight, uh, we're trying to make sense of a a horrible tragedy that occurred uh, at the end of September uh, when a two-year-old girl was mauled to death by three dogs. Uh, in the hometown of our guest, Michelle Douglas. Uh, Michelle has been uh, very active. Uh, she's served as president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers, uh, and uh, she's the perfect person. She's really done quite a job of researching this incident and trying to understand exactly what happened and uh, what lessons we can learn from it so that uh, w- we can try to uh, avoid having things like this happen uh, with our pets. Uh, if you'd like to ask Michelle a question, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. And uh, we'd love to have you participate with us in other ways during the week. Uh, one good way to do that, if you haven't done it, is to grab a copy of My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie. Uh, it's about how to interpret your dog's behavioral language. A lot of communication from dogs comes through the things they do. If your dog does uh, some quirky little thing uh, that you don't quite understand, you stop and scratch your head, uh, there's probably a message. My, one of my uh, early examples with uh, Jamie, my golden retriever, was that she'd just stop cold in the middle of our morning run. Well, finally I figured out that that either meant Uh, I see a pine cone, could I please pick her up, pick it up and carry it home? After all, I am a golden retriever. Uh, Or it might mean, uh, uh, hey, I've got some uh, leaves and pine needles caught in my tail feathers. Would you please clean them out? Uh, So I started taking pictures, and uh, my doggy says the book is a collection of 85 color photographs uh, that try and capture some of those uh, behavioral messages. It, It was really fun, and in the process of doing that, I really got into an incredibly close uh, relationship uh, with Jamie, my uh, previous golden retriever. Um, Tonight we're trying to make sense from a terrible tragedy that happened on September 30th uh, in uh, Michelle Douglas' hometown. Uh, Michelle is with us trying to sort it all out. Uh, So, Michelle, uh, 
you, you uh, in the previous section, you, you identified sort of a perfect storm of things that happened. We had an unsupervised toddler, some resident dogs, uh, and uh, uh, dogs and a child that were not interacting socially at all. Uh, how do you, how does that all come together here? Um, well, again, that's that's the, the the vast majority of dog bites that end up with a fatality are unsupervised children with resident dogs, and they're unfamiliar to each other. Um, and, and additionally, I would also say that the, the vast majority, and I don't know the, the the percentage or the statistic, but the vast majority of dog bites to children in general are unfamiliar um, to each other dogs. Toddlers or your young children under five, probably, um, and and dogs that are unfamiliar to each other. Um, so they're vi either they're visiting someone's house and there's a dog, and they don't recognize those signals that you were just talking about. Those those body language signals. Um, and sometimes parents don't recognize those body language signals. Sometimes dog owners don't recognize those signals that their dogs are saying, "This is scary. Please make it stop." And you know, if, if, if they can't get away, if they can't flee, you know, there's two ways out of fear, fight or flight. So um, educating people and educating dogs, that's really where we need to go. I, I did want to make one more point, though, um, about that those were the relevant facts, that this was an unsupervised toddler resident dog, and they were unfamiliar to each other. Um, but the irrelevant fact that is, of course, the one that is most focused on in all of the stories is that these were pit bulls. Um, it's a very um, guarded, uh, narrow view to say, well, pit bulls are dangerous because they're used as fighting dogs, and therefore these dogs must have been fighting dogs and trained to fight, and that's why they killed the baby. Um, but... You know, the truth is that this could have happened with any breed in, in the same circumstances, and, and it has. Other, other breeds of dogs have uh, bitten children and resulted in fatalities. Um, small breeds of dogs bite far more frequently than large breeds, uh, but we don't hear about them because when a big dog bites or a big strong dog like a pit bull or a Rottweiler bite, they do much more damage, and so they make headlines. Um, and especially if they have not learned bite inhibition, which we were talking about. So, um, you know, going on to kind of what we need to learn from this, um, puppy socialization we touched on, and I'd like to talk about that more, but also, um, you know, kid safety. Kids need to be educated in how to interact with dogs as well, even if they don't live with dogs. Let's uh, uh, just tell people if they'd like to call, the number in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. The My Doggy Says Show, and we're visiting tonight with Michelle Douglas, uh, who uh, is a former president of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers, and Michelle's trying to help us make some sense and see what we can learn from a, a, a horrible tragedy that happened in her hometown on September 30th of this year. So, Michelle, go, go ahead. Okay. You, you, All right. you, you said so, so there are some facts that are uh, uh, relevant and kind of account for 71% of these kinds of accidents, but exactly. and there are some other facts that 
uh, people kind of move to emotionally uh, right. that are are uh, objectively not relevant. Right, and and, and pit bulls are certainly uh, one of those breeds that keep popping up because there are many of them around, and and um, in, especially in urban areas, there's a lot of pit bulls. They're, they are the dog of choice for people who want to train fighting dogs, and they are the dog of choice for people who want scary guard dogs, too. But um, there are lots of wonderful pit bulls. Hopefully we can end the show with a good pit bull story. I have one that, that popped up on my Facebook page today. So, um, But from this, this tragedy, we need to learn that um, the very best way to socialize puppies and teach puppies bite inhibition and impulse control is to get them into early off-leash puppy classes. Um, bite inhibition is known as a soft bite, so that even if they grab something with their mouth, they don't do damage. And that, if they learn that early enough, it becomes second nature. They don't think about it. It's not, not a conscious thing. Um, I have been bitten by dogs that had this soft bite and they don't even leave a mark. Uh, dogs that don't learn this very important early life lesson, you know, they, they could even just, uh, you know, accidentally grab your hand while they're taking a treat and, and cut the skin. So it, it's really a second nature lesson that they need to learn really early, and the best way to teach that to them is to let them be in an off-leash puppy class. Impulse control <laughs> is the other thing that plays, and that means, um, a dog who lacks impulse control has the mental thought process, or just a lack of a thought process, but it's, I see it, I want it, I take it. And impulse control teaches the dog to think about it for a second. What's that? What should I do here? And maybe look to their owner <laughs> or sit, because that's the way to get most things. Sit and, and look up and say, ooh, can I have that? Like uh, you, you had mentioned with Jamie and the pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, that's impulse control, and um, that's another life lesson that it, it's very, very helpful if they learn that before they hit adolescence, because once they hit adolescence, they don't really care what you're telling them to do anymore. <laughs> um, puppy classes help expose them to lots of early positive social experiences, meet lots of different people, and children. My puppy classes almost always have one or two families with kids. They teach household manners, um, and they, they just make a good pet that knows how to deal with these kinds of situations. If, if, uh, if mom wasn't looking and they came out of the room and there was a sleeping baby on the floor, they'd go get mom instead of, what do I do with this? <laughs> is this a toy? Is this a person? What is this? Um, not that we would ever take that for granted, but that giving them these early life experiences and helping them to learn that little people that are right at eye level aren't scary is uh, is such an important lesson, and, and it's safe to teach them with children actively participating when they're still puppies. And then so, so certainly kids. one of the lessons is that uh, it just underscores the importance of that early puppy training. Exactly. And then the kids' safety is the other part of the equation. Uh, my I have a three-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son, and my children learned very, very early not only to ask me if they could say hello to a dog that doesn't know them, but to ask the dog's owner and then never take their word for it either. The dogs 
owner gives you permission to pet their dog, that's actually permission to ask the dog if he wants to be pet. My kids present their hand. If the dog doesn't approach them, they don't pet that dog. And um, that's something that a lot of uh, dog owners don't realize. Again, they're not looking for those little signals of fear. I was at a, um, an event recently at a children's museum that was dog-themed, and there were dogs there, and there was this terrified boxer. And the owner, I was talking to the owner, and she's telling me, yes, she's so scared being here. And um, a couple minutes later, I saw this, this rogue two-year-old waddle up to this dog and, and, go, and reach for him. And um, I kind of, you know, I, I rushed over there and, and shuffled her away and said, and she, she had actually, the, the, the father had said, can, my, can she pet your dog? And she goes, oh, yes, she would, he would, he's scared, but he'd never bite. And I thought, oh, no, 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 he, she's not going to pet that dog. And I, I didn't let it happen because, um, you know, look at your dog first. <laughs> Make sure it's okay. And kids need to recognize that if the dog doesn't come to them, it's not safe to pet that dog. But they can do tricks. They can ask the dog to sit. They ask my dog, my kids ask every dog they meet to lay down, and then they give a treat. And if they don't have a treat, they ask me for one. <laughs> Good, uh, good, good training, um, Michelle. We're just about at the end of the segment. Wanted to uh, quickly sort of summarize what you've said about uh, some of the irrelevant facts here, and then uh, yeah. uh, tell our listeners how they can find uh, your website and the Association for Pet Dog Trainers. Okay. Yep. The the again the the irrelevant fact. The main point that the the newspapers all want to make is that these were pit bulls and uh, pit bulls are used for fighting, and so they're aggressive and they're mean and nasty, and that's just nothing could be farther from the truth than most for, about most of the pit bulls that I know. Um, the relevant points are this was an unsupervised toddler in a house with dogs that were un, resident dogs that were unfamiliar to her. Um, and, uh, you know, supervise your children. Always supervise children with dogs. Always, never, ever, ever let them be alone. Uh, my website is www.refinedk9.com, all one word, all spelled out. And um, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers website is www.apdt.com. And if you did want to look at any of those um, dog bite statistics and, and look that stuff up, it's nationalcanineresearchcouncil.com, all one word, all spelled out. Okay, and we'll uh, have you do a little summary of some of the statistics when we start the next segment. Uh, it's the My Doggy Says Show, and uh, we're getting help from uh, dog training expert Michelle Douglas tonight uh, to uh, try and make sense uh, out of a horrible tragedy that happened on September 30th in uh, her hometown of uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, we'll be back with Michelle after the break. Thank you. 
Paralyzed Veterans of America National Service Officers. We've got an entire generation of men and women who have seen war. They're going to need voices. Paralyzed Veterans of America represents them. We're going to make sure that the Veterans Affairs gives them everything that they're entitled to. Get all the health care they need. Making a person's house adaptable. And we also focus on getting them a job. We help our veterans for free. Changing lives, building futures. That's Paralyzed Veterans of America. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. You can win a weekend getaway to Sedona or Scottsdale. Tune in to the Crazy Travel Show every Thursday at 3 p.m. for a fun look at travel within Arizona and out. The Crazy Travel Show Getaway Giveaway every Thursday at 3 p.m. How would you like to put your troubles with the IRS behind you? If you are behind on your taxes, don't try negotiating with the IRS alone. The IRS can take advantage of taxpayers who don't know the law or collection procedures. Ameristar's team of enrolled agents, tax professionals, and CPAs with master's degrees in taxation can go to work to protect you from paying too much. Get fast relief with Ameristar Tax Centers. Once the proper paperwork is filed, Ameristar will deal with the IRS directly so you don't have to. Plus, Ameristar Tax Center is a certified member of the Tax Freedom Institute. We know your rights. We know the secrets to getting you maximum savings. Get real tax relief by calling for a free no-obligation consultation. The call is free. The consultation is free. Call 800-761-7056. If the IRS is garnishing your wages or sending threatening letters, we can help. Call now. 800-761-7056. 800-761-7056. There's a new game in town, Dorf on Sports. Every Wednesday at 9 p.m. brought to you by azcasino.com. Log in and win or call 888-333-PLAY. Dorf on Sports, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show. I'm Fred Haney, your host and author of the four-time award-winning book, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. Uh, Tonight, uh, we're visiting with Michelle Douglas, uh, who is has been very active for a long time in the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. She's a, a former president uh, of the association, and she's on, uh, uh, there are a couple boards of directors. She's been on both of them. Uh, so she's the perfect person to help us try and make some sense and learn lessons uh, from uh, a, a horrible tragedy that occurred uh, in Michelle's hometown uh, of New Haven, Connecticut, uh, involved. Uh, three dogs that mauled a two-year-old child to death on uh, September 30th uh, of this year. Uh, And uh, there are lessons to be learned, and uh, there's a perspective uh, to be uh, sought out here so that we sort of deal with it in an objective kind of way and uh, try and prevent these kinds of things from happening in the past. Uh, The number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is one eight six six five three six eleven hundred. 536 1100 Michelle, we have talked about some of the lessons to be learned here. Why don't you yeah. uh, recap a little bit some of the lessons, and then there are a couple uh, uh, lessons that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh, you know, what do we take away from this? How, how can, what, 
kinds of things from happening in our own homes and uh, mm-hmm. and maybe in other people's homes too. Well, um, again, the first was uh, puppy socialization. Off-leash puppy classes are the best way for puppies to learn bite inhibition and impulse control and not to freak out when there's kids around. (laughs) Um, Kids' safety. Kids need to learn how to act around dogs um, and appropriately interact and and learn good games to play, like having them do tricks or um, games that they would play with a hands-off kind of approach. And that it's it's not ever okay to hug or kiss a dog, especially one that's not yours. Um, if you are uh, the, the 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 final aspect, I think the final real big uh, push that we need to do is public education. Um, any dog and every dog will bite, given the right circumstances, regardless of breed or how nice they've been up until now. Uh, dogs can be trained and bred to be aggressive, and that can increase the risk, but it's not a known factor in most cases of dog bites to children nor in dog bite fatalities. And that, again, is from the National Canine Research Council. Um, It is known that a dog can bite and damage and even kill a small child even if they've not been bred or trained to fight. Um, There was a case in Florida a couple years back. Liam Perk uh, was a a young boy, I want to say he was six. I don't have the report in front of me. Um, he was ki- actually um, killed by his own dog, a Weimariner, um, and um, that was a, a kind of a freak accident, but it can happen. Um, he, it was one bite, and it just happened to nick his uh, you know, carotid artery or jugular vein in his neck, and, and that was it. It was, it was too late before they even realized what happened. Um, ignoring that fact that any dog and every dog can bite and can do damage um, is irresponsible of us to say, well, it only happens with pit bulls. So if we well, get rid is, of all the uh, pit bulls. It, it is important to remember that uh, our, our dogs are only ten or 12,000 years removed from being right. wolves in the, uh, in the forest. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of those instincts are still there. Exactly, exactly. And, and and fear is, is the strongest instinct of all, self-preservation. So, um, if they get, if the dog gets scared, that's a, a dangerous situation, no matter who you are. <laughs> are, are there some uh, public education implications here? That... Yeah, and that, that that's really it. That the, the public needs the public doesn't know uh, because we hear about these stories, and it's always, um, you know, the bad dog, and it, it, it's often reported as a pit bull. It isn't always a pit bull, but, um, or a pit bull mix. And we think, well, that's, that's the problem. And we focus on this and the media focuses on that. And we don't really, um, listen to the fact that, no, it could happen to anybody. I had a 12 pound Italian greyhound put me in the hospital. Um, any dog can inflict damage. And that, that message needs to be shouted from the mountaintops everywhere. The public needs to understand that puppies need to be socialized as early as possible with all kinds of dogs, people, and children. The public needs to know this before they bring that puppy home. Kids no, and adults. Uh, really no letting down. It's the My Doggy Says Show. Uh, if you'd like to join our conversation with Michelle Douglas, uh, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Michelle, the the story is centered a little around uh, three pit bulls. 
but uh, you have a, a very positive story about a pit bull that was in the news just recently. Yes, my husband shared this with me today, and it looks like it was first posted yesterday. Uh, on uh, let's see, where did he send this from? He sent this from AOL. Um, it's called it, the story is Pitbull saves a woman with brain aneurysm, and I'm just going to read a little bit of the story. It's a very short story here, um, but basically, uh, Mr. John Benton tried to leave for work one morning back in July. He was surprised to find the family pit bull Titan running around in circles, barking and blocking the door out of the house. Um, this is in the Atlanta area, it looks like. He ran up a few flights of steps and then back down and wouldn't let him leave the house. And finally he went upstairs and he found his wife, Gloria, had suffered a brain aneurysm and fractured her skull when she fell. And so it had Titan not alerted him um, to this, this event that occurred that he was unaware of, she, he would have left for work and she may not have survived. But um, as it stands, he was able to call the paramedics and um, they came and saved her and so, you know, pit bulls can be heroes, too, and often they are. They have a very noble history and uh, were, at one point in time, they were regarded as the nanny dog, the, the dog that actually guarded over the children. So they're, they're not an evil breed. <laughs> great, <laughs> they, great they, story. They, uh, it's uh, amazing how dogs can uh, uh, understand what's going on sometimes and uh, right. figure out how to help the situation. Uh, Michelle, uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, yep. Take 20 seconds, if you're 30, maybe if you can, and uh, do a real quick uh, recap here. Uh, uh, it starts with a terrible tragedy, but there are lessons to be learned and uh, uh, maybe some positive ways to think about it. Yes. Okay, um, let's see. If you have a dog or plan to purchase a dog or adopt a dog of any breed, but especially one of the the, the, the bad rat breeds, the pit bulls and rottweilers, American Staffordshire Terriers, socialize your puppies as early as possible, preferably in an off-leash puppy class. Ideally, your puppy should meet 100 new people, including children, in the first 100 days of life. And ideally, they should engage often in off-leash play with as many other puppies as possible so they learn bite inhibition. If you have um, a pit bull, you have the added responsibility of having the world watching you through the media's cynicism. So be prepared for that and accept it. Brace it. <laughs> and Michelle, Make your pit bull uh, into a hero. Uh, great job helping us work through a very tough situation. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being a guest again on the My Doggy Says Show. Uh, be you. sure and tune in uh, next week, same time, 8 to 9 p.m. Mountain Time. In the meantime, pay attention to what your dog is saying. Do something about it. And remember Jamie's first rule for a good life. Don't bark if a wolf will do the job. <laughs>